tell me something about what you do that you don't like and why. Managing emotions and managing like how to keep the staff like going and you know marketing themselves. What's up, everybody? I'm Walter Hooper, owner of WA Hooper Marketing. And uh, yeah, I'm going to call this season three of Marketing Minds Meet. And let me tell you, it's been quite a year and uh, made quite a few new connections, including uh, this particular guest and a counterpart who I just met today uh, for the first time. Uh, they are part of a salon and spa here in Gross Point in the bubble. Yes, it is the bubble. And uh, I am here today with Betsy and Claire of the Lawn Next Door Salon and Spa. Ladies, how are you doing today? Pretty good. We're great. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. You know, we just both got off a plane. Yeah. Here so we, we are. Yep. Yeah, Feed, so tell me. Feeding off of each other's energy. Yes. Always. <laughs> so tell me about that. You guys were, uh, if you... They were in the Carolinas, right? Or No, she's actually coming from Florida. She lives in Florida. And then um, I was at a hair training in Virginia Beach. That's right. It yes. was down south. Yeah. I was close. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me first, Betsy, uh, we connected and got to know each other through a, uh, a group that we belong to. And... Um, Kind of just hit it off, I think, right? Yeah. And um, so tell me tell me about how, you know, you started your business. Tell me about the journey. Um, all, 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 all those details, I want to hear it. Yeah. How far back do you want to go? As far oh, back as oh you want. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you ask my mom, I've been doing hair for 34 years, like since I was born. Um, I started doing, like, really getting interested in hair, I think, as a tot. So it just came natural to me and I've literally wanted to do hair my entire life. So it's really just evolved over time. And um, there was actually a teacher who didn't say it to me, but said to my mom um, that he didn't think that it would be a great idea if I went into doing hair. And it actually spoke to me in a way of like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I wanted to do like the co-op program in high school. And then I did not do that. My mom was a little bit full, filled with regret of telling me that at the time. But I think, and I know, not I think, I know that it was the best thing that she could have done because I got the best education I did as an adult going, going to beauty school and making that decision as an adult to go um, and follow my passion. So I think um, like that's the best thing you can do for anything anybody's doing with their life is just following your passions and go for it and do it and do the best that you can do. So um, I was 22, went to beauty school, and I've really been like putting my all into my career the last 12 years. And it's been a ride. It, it really has. It's been, I've been getting into a lot, you know, just going to Virginia Beach this past weekend. Getting into hair extensions now is like evolving and elevating my craft and just more like fine detail work is more of like what I'm really interested in and like your like scalp health and really like the healthier um, options we can get into in hairdressing and the, the, the beauty industry in general, honestly. Um, over time, 
just like getting into all of the things that I have done in the career, um, just getting all the experience has like brought me to today. Um, really following the healthier path for the industry because there's a lot of toxicity within our industry. So we have a low-tox salon in Gross Point, and I believe it is the first one. And we have a low-tox environment, which means we have lower toxicity. Um, we're more organic and vegan um, systems that we use. And then also our pricing is way different than anyone else in the area where actually what we offer is genderless services, which means it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or non-binary, like the pricing is what it is. Um, so it's really cool to offer that because then anybody is comfortable walking into our space and is treated the same. So we're genderless and gratuity free. So we're all inclusive services. It's interesting. I, I've 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 never really heard that being thrown, especially in this part yeah. of town, because it's kind of it's a bit foreign, and it yeah. may to some people it might be yeah, it might be like well, what 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 is that about? But yeah. I feel like the people that are in it, you know, and and get it are are gonna be they're they're just gonna be immersed fully. One hundred percent, and it's more like like I said, all inclusive. So like it's more transparent with the pricing and just the structure and they feel like they're taken care of the entire time they're with you. So they're not like questioning like, oh, something got left out or, you know, um, we have signature and bliss services, which we are known for those. And the, the difference between those is the signature is like we're putting, we have a standard of how we provide our services. Um, the bliss is giving you extra relaxation and those are generally longer services. So you're spending more time with us, which we want you to do. You know, we want you to have an experience with us and enjoy the time that you're there and not feeling like you're going in and out. You know, you're not just coming in and like rushed. So we want you to come relax and be and enjoy yourself. It absolutely one thousand percent, and I think too. You know, when I first visited um, for an event that you uh, so graciously hosted for this group, um, you know, I walked in and right away it it I felt a sense of calm, and I'll I'll say it, it's my show. Um, a lot of places like that. You know, like, especially in the beauty industry, feels a bit chaotic when you walk in. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, um, you know, you're you're being pulled pulled apart by every every avenue. And people are, like, trying to, like, get your attention like that. Yeah. Or they're trying to, like, push you something that maybe you don't necessarily need. Right. And right away when I walked in, I didn't, I didn't get that feeling. I felt, it, it, I, I don't know if it's like the chakras or whatever you want to yeah. call it, but, um, the, the energy or whatever, but it just, it was, it was very refreshing and reassuring to know that, oh, there is a place that isn't so like, like in your face. And I mean, for some people that works. Yeah. I mean, it, there's something for everybody. This is just something that we are offering. And um, I, I believe that it isn't for everybody. You know, there's some people who don't want to spend two hours for a pedicure, but that's what we are there to offer. Because, you know, like I'll speak on our nail tech specifically. She is or they all are very detailed with their work. 
um, just like our cosmetologists are as well with hair and our estheticians, like we are giving you our full attention the entire time that we're with you and not like slacking on anything. Um, but we are fine detailing our work. So we're not just like skipping out on like, for example, in a pedicure or manicure, like they are fine detailing their cuticles and the cuticle care is the most important for your health, for your, for your nails, right? Like that's where your nails growing from. So if you don't have like a really good cuticle, then your nails might not grow as well, or they might not have like the strongest nail bed. So they're, they're taking care, like we're all taking care of each person. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. This, it sounds very genuine and sincere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like I said, sometimes it just seems like that's not the case. It's just, you know, Hey, I think you need this, you know, try it out, you know, and they just, they push, push, push. And mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person, like if you push something too, too much with me, like it's a, it's going to be a turn off and B like I might snap back yeah. <laughs> and be like, yeah, like mind the space. Like mm -hmm. I pray, I know what you're doing. I, I appreciate it, but just let me, let me explore. Let me do my thing. So since this is called Marketing Minds Meet, so, um, and we do talk about, want to dissect a little bit into avenues that have, you know, worked successfully for you, maybe that haven't, or maybe it's trial and error, you know, especially now in the digital realm of social media, now that we have all of these platforms, mm -hmm. you know, and this is a question for the both of you, um, you know, where, where have you seen you know, the lawn's biggest success in the social media realm has it been Instagram, Facebook, are you on TikTok? Where have you seen it hasn't been successful? And, you know, do you see yourself even migrating into, dare I say, the AI Web 3.0 realm where, you know, you could, there there is a possibility where you could have a salon and spot in the virtual yeah. Web 3.0 world. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I'm not like very, I mean, I understand it a little bit, the AI, but Michael, my partner, he is like very much into that and he's been talking to me a lot about that. So trying to figure out like where we can go with that. Um, but even like, I don't know if it's AI or there's something else, tech, technical technology-based that is where you can create like a filter where like we can create like nails virtual you know like virtual nail filters that you know you can just like put your finger under and like kind of like have like the lawn logo on it that Claire made or something you know like <laughs> nice plug there. yeah <laughs> see what you're doing you I'm, 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 I'm here for it I'm here for it I like the second but yeah um but yeah isn't that cool yeah. like there is something that he showed me too. Like you could build like a city on on your nail. Yeah, it's Whoa. like The Sims is like on your top of your nail bed. Wow. Yeah, that's so or like cool. or we could create something like you know like how they do like filters on Instagram like with like glitter and stuff. Like sure. we could make it like where there's goddess glitter in your hair. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Because as an artist with the whole AI thing, I worry that it's taking work away from us as artists. Mm -hmm. So do you feel by using something like that, would that take away from your nail techs? No. Would that only because amplify what they can do for you? I think it's just like an extra thing, right? Okay, okay. Right, because, I mean, you're not walking around with that. Like, 
on your nail. Oh. It's just like a filter, not like a, oh, you know what I mean? Just yeah. A, like a picture right? you're taking. Like a holographic thing. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, th- I think, I think, I think I kind of know what you're, what you're getting yeah, at. Yeah. Maybe not the AI thing, but like the other. It's not like, it's, it's, it's not like an NFT or anything like that. Well, I think that's what. NFT? Yeah. Oh boy. That's a whole other. Yeah. We'll that's get into a whole that. other whole rabbit other hole. Podcast. I, yeah. We, we, could, we could, we could dissect that. Um, but but also I think to your point, Claire, with the AI, I think too because I was I was just having a conversation with someone that I connected with here at the office last week, mm-hmm. and um, you know they, we sat down and, and tried to think of maybe a collaborative effort that we could work with uh, one another on, and we got in the subject of the AI. And <clears throat> my whole thought process is, you know, I think just like with anything, you know, it if you don't understand it and we don't right now it's yeah. still very new mm-hmm. however i think it's still it's still a robot it's still mm-hmm. it's not a human being you can't you you can try but you can't replicate and you really cannot replace right. you know the 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 one-on-one human interaction where you know you get to know somebody and we have these things which robots don't call emotion, emotion. right see exactly. yes yes <laughs> and and you know they you can't you can't do that you yeah. know and and i think that's why ultimately i think ai and i'm making the prediction right now you know ai it's it's not going anywhere I, it's gonna con- and it is continuing to evolve however i think the more people get to understand it. And I think because it's such a foreign concept right now, still for a lot of people, I think there are just certain people, people or individuals, you know, haven't been able to just break it down in layman's terms for, for the general public. For someone like myself or that's in the tech industry, yeah, we could talk shop all day, but you know, if you're not in it and that's mm-hmm. not in your industry, it could, could be like, whoa, this is, this is like sensory overload, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, but to, to even go to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, right now, what has, where have you, both of you seen the biggest draw and, um, you know, call to action with, with your platform has, has it been, has it been your website? Has it been social media? Has it been, you know, uh, mailing uh, listings online? What- I feel like for the majority of my career has, like, it started through Facebook. And then I was just getting in- into Instagram when I was in beauty school. So I was kind of using Instagram as more of like a hair portfolio to start. So people could see like my before and afters a lot. And those started taking off a lot. So people liked to see what I was doing. And then I, you know, started posting all of my openings like every week um, on Facebook. So I would kind of like go back and forth between the two um, just to kind of keep up with both platforms. And I feel like they like I would attract different audiences from both. So I found myself over time too, like getting away from uh, Facebook because I was so dedicated to Instagram at the time. But then I went back a little bit through Facebook and noticed like, oh, I'm still getting clients through there too. So it was a little bit refreshing to like go back and forth, but um, keeping with Instagram consistently throughout my entire career has been like phenomenal. Um, And just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people want to see like our personal life, our hair, like our industry life and just, I don't know, fun stuff. Like what we're like 
what our passions are even outside of the career. Um, yeah, it's a great platform to really get to know your clientele yeah. and them to get to know you. Right. It's, it's so great. For me, with Instagram, mm-hmm. I think I've actually made most of my business via Instagram and going live on TikTok, um, which I don't do as often, but I'm pretty sure most of my work is funneled through Instagram. Yeah. Like I think all of my art shows, about 12 different art shows now, have been thanks to Instagram. People mm-hmm. will find me and say, would you like to be a part of this show? Um, and I've sold pieces through it as well. Um, so I think honestly, that's the best platform right now. And just like the yeah. artistry industry. Yeah. And then like being able to like link our websites to it now too. So like, you right. know, like Claire's got art that she can sell on your website. Mm-hmm. And so she can link that or like po- we can post like whatever is like open or I don't know. It's well, just especially with Linktree that yeah. you can put in your bio. That's yeah, like wonderful. our affiliate link. So like mm-hmm. we actually got away from carrying a lot of like hair products and skincare products in the salon. So we're not wasting products. And like mm-hmm. if it's just sitting and like, you know, going through a long shelf life, you know, because that in the end is wasteful and not helping anybody. It's like wasting our money. It's wasting like... And it's like going against your message. Right, exactly. Right? Like we want to move into a more green like atmosphere and like be zero waste. So why are we just holding on to things that we can special order? And like, you know, I'm tr- I'm, I've moved into the affiliate links where people can just order when they want to. Um, and then they can get it shipped right to them. Or if they know like, hey, your next appointment is this time, what are we gonna need at that appointment? And we'll special order it so it's there, they can pick up at that appointment and then it's already taken care of and it's not like just sitting on the shelf. Yeah, and and also to that point too, because I've had multiple conversations with clients and, and other people in the industry, it's now Instagram has become such a, 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 a monolith for e-commerce mm-hmm. where like you really if if a push came to shove you don't really need a website you could right. have everything on there mm-hmm. it's the tools that it has created for the user and mm-hmm. more specifically for business owners and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you could literally run i i have bought things off of instagram yeah you know i bought sw- clothing items i bought you know music items off of there like it's it's incredible and i think that's where my that's where I'm 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 putting a lot of my time and efforts into that and YouTube obviously, um, but also too demographic, you know right. each platform has a different demographic. Right. Facebook you're going to get a little bit more of the of the I'll say the seasoned crowd, mm-hmm. um, so you'll get like you know some of the some of the Gen Xers, baby boomers, yeah. you know, and that's a demographic. But then on Instagram, you know I'm sure because you you know both of you look at the metrics, you know. I know for me, I'm seeing a lot of individuals like in the millennial, our generation, or even some Gen Zers. And it's like, you know, but also something to think about too is, you know, in the next five to 10 years, we will be the working majority in this country. Mm-hmm. The boomers are already retiring. A good chunk right. of them are. Gen Xers are going to start to think about retiring like very soon. Yeah. So it's like, where, how, you know, how are you going to be able to kind of, segue into you know catering to now the next era of of consumers oh that's That's a a good question loaded (laughs) yeah that's what we do here i know (laughs) um well i mean our main focus right now has like been like 
relaxing healing and rejuvenation so like what we really want people to do at the lawn is to come and relax and just like spend the day with us so we're really like moving into more experiences so i feel like also since covid i feel like there's almost like a you know anybody can take the day whatever day of the week it doesn't really matter like what day of the week you do things for like your self-care or mental health anymore like it's more like you know accepted to like take the time for you Mm -hmm. so I think it's you know kind of moving into more like the experience and like events route for us so we're getting I wouldn't say like less people in but because we want to focus on quality time with people we're having more people come in and spending more time with us throughout the whole day and then um like what we actually just did today we went down and got some rhythm oh, blue so when, whenever anyone's in the salon we're always getting um nourishing everybody with rhythm and blue smoothies and smoothie bowls so instead of them going and getting junk after spending a good you know time On taking care of them yeah taking care of themselves yeah. instead of going to get mcdonald's or something we're feeding them in the space but with another local small business and it's good food. It's good for you. And it's nourishing and rejuvenating yes, yourself. Yes, Yes. What did you get? I got the... Gold digger. Gold yeah. digger, yes. It's my favorite. With mango and cinnamon and so all the good stuff. Yeah. And I was dead before I came here. I was yeah. so exhausted. I know, we were and both... Yeah, it we're, gave me just the right amount of energy. Well, it was funny because we were both like, oh my God, where can we eat quick before going to see Walter? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we wanted to go somewhere else, but there was some technical difficulty. I'm like, well, that made it easy. Let's go to Rhythm and Blue. And we probably should get that any anyways because <laughs> it's going to lift us up mm-hmm. because of the day we've already had. We've already been up since 3, 4, 6 in the morning. So. And it's right there. It's so fast yeah. and convenient. Yeah, we walked. Support your local businesses, That's people. Right. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. Um. So... I'm going to segue here into now we're going to get, I mean, this all been real, but now we're going to get like real, real. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm buckling up. I know. <laughs> so I know, um, you know, do, doing work for, uh, previous, uh, beauty industry, um, uh, companies and, and mm-hmm. entities and this and the like, you know, uh, one thing I think that a lot of people I think don't don't really fully understand or maybe there's there's a mis there's maybe some misconceptions maybe there's some uh you know uh, stereotypes you know what do you say to the individuals you know that you know maybe think that what this is like what the industry as a whole not not like you and your business but just mm-hmm. the industry as a whole and beauty you know what do you say to the individual or individuals plural uh, you know, that maybe think that you're just pandering to people's vanity and preying on their insecurities mm-hmm. and you're just trying to make a profit for yourself. Yeah, sure. You might mask as this, you know, oh, pamp, whatever. But mm-hmm. really, you know, it's just about catering to people's vanity and what good is, how is that contributing to society? What do you say to that? Well, I can tell you right now that I just had my first salon next door experience and there was no vanity involved whatsoever. I was pampered the entire time. She never once like took her hand off of me. I felt very like, like 
I mattered and she gave me a great massage. I got the scalp treatment and I practically fell asleep in my chair. It did not feel like we were working on my looks as like my outside aesthetics whatsoever. I felt like I was just being treated like, like a family and it felt wonderful and rejuvenating. And I'm like, wait, you did my hair? Is that why we're here? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Did you want to add to that? I mean, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) A real life review. That's right. Five star, baby. Yeah. yeah, So, I mean. Man. Okay. So vanity is, yeah, it's, it's a thing for a lot of people in the world. Like people want, people want to look good, but what I really want to know is how they feel. I want to know how they feel. Like, do you feel good after you're in my chair or, you know, getting your nails done or after a massage? How do you feel? Not how do you look? So um, I think it's just like a different mindset of like, you know, whatever salon you go to, like, how are you feeling when you're leaving that space? You know, um, but. Because you focus I mean, every part of you is touched on, like your mental, your physical, your emotional health while you're there. Um, And it really, like the, I feel like it focuses mainly on your physical and mental well-being, whereas your outside appearance comes last, really. Yeah. Um, And I think really, like, with us using the chakras as well, like... You know, we we've intentionally created like, you know, for the hair services, I always have the crown, third eye, throat, and heart chakra at at our hair stations because we are touching those points. Um, the heart is at every um, at every part of the salon because I feel like everyone is feeling things from their heart. Um, but like I am touching the crown, the crown is actually where you hold your identity. So that is where a lot of people feel like the vanity quote unquote vanity comes from. But you know, I actually just had somebody come in last week having an identity crisis because she colored her hair. She messed it up was like, literally she pulled down like her like turtleneck and showed me she was breaking out in hives cause she was so stressed out about it because she didn't feel like her. So like, it's not just a vanity thing of like what you look like, but if you're looking in the mirror and you don't see yourself, then that is like a whole Mm. identity crisis, but it's like from within. So, you know, what you're doing is you're bringing people closer to themselves. Correct. It's self care first. And you know, looks have a lot to do with it because like it's a visual thing, but it's not in such a vain way. It's, it's more of like the emotion and like how it makes you feel. And if you feel good, then like you're doing all of the things well that you want to do outside of that. Mm-hmm. And just a ripple effect yeah, into exactly. everyone's lives. Yeah. And you're, tra- you're aware and all of your employees are aware that you are not just working on people. You are no, transferring energy. energy. Yeah, it's a whole energy transfer. Yeah. Whole, whole energy transfer. Yeah. And, you know, you can strip away all the looks and energy is still lit. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where we start. All right. Yeah. That was quite the answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that, but that's why, that's why I ask these types of questions. 
because it's so easy to fall into to go into the pitfall of well you know you know you know live my best life and you know look good feel good it's just mm-hmm. like okay i've heard that like so many times you know, getting pounded into the pavement following other you know beauty accounts you know through you know and just seeing what i'm just like come on like mm-hmm. and plus maybe it's I'm, guy thing i don't know but no um, i hear you for sure and it's also what you share the kind of content and what you're putting out there her stuff is very authentic and real and it's not you know ridiculously photoshopped and you feel like you can relate to it and that's really important is having relatable content and we like very rarely photoshop anything there you go so what you see is what you get at the line (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so to continue this this ride on the real, real train. Um, <clears throat> what, so I guess maybe to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, what what do you see a lot of other salon and spas? Obviously, you don't, you don't have to name names. Mm-hmm. Um, but like where do you see a lot of salon and spa um, businesses, maybe what they fall short on, you know, where... Where, where, where do they miss them? What are some things that they miss the mark with as far as, you know, the, the industry as a whole? Is it, you know, cutting corners? Is it, you know, not respecting the clients like they should be respected? You know, where, where do you see um, some of the biggest um, drawbacks in, in your industry? So just from my experience alone and attending other classes and hearing other beauty professionals talk i think from the professional standpoint a lot of professionals are actually taken advantage of from graduation from beauty school and not really directed into or guided on how to think in like a business standpoint so i think they're like just really taken advantage of and like being like you know you need to do this and like have models all the time and like do things for free or like work for nothing like that's not true like if I one of my mentors in beauty school she was already experienced she was already doing hair she just needed to like get her license and like she got her shit together to like be a professional so she was already elevated from like graduation she already knew what she was doing for years so i i don't believe in the sense of like charging less just because you're freshly licensed um i know a lot of people who think that they can't charge what they feel like they can charge just because they're new um or what they're worth or what they're worth and just the value of what you're doing so like i i think that is like a whole nother topic that i'm not gonna like fully dive into because I could just go on for days with that but also part two yeah we can do a part two um but to that point um how we're doing things at the lawn is paying all of our staff a living wage and we are um creating that respectful space for them um and also for the clients we are connecting with them instead of just like applying their color going in the back for 30 40 minutes and like leaving them to process you know most times we're doing like hand massages while they're processing or sitting with them and talking with them and like really giving them all of our time because we're not double and triple booking so we're not like 
not focused on them. We're giving them one-on-one services. Um, Can I add something? Yes. So I've worked at some salons in the past, and of course, we're not going to name any, um, but going off what you said in regards to like we're not going out going in the back and while they're processing and talking and we're literally like focusing on -on one-on-one so I know a lot of people who feel like a number when they go into a salon or there's a lot of drama Mm -hmm. being spoken between the different hairstylists so that can instantly make you feel (laughs) as a customer um, like that like, out of place or like they're being talked uncomfortable right. or they're being talked about right, right. right? talked about yeah um yeah and just like have like when hairstylists are sitting there like bickering back and forth it's just like you you don't, you don't feel like a person and you don't want to be there yeah and you feel like they don't want you to be there right um so there's none of that that's that's a that's a zero tolerance policy for us and that was one of the big reasons why i wanted to get out of the industry years ago it was just so much drama and it's like and it's also been looked at as like a very catty profession and it's been looked at like a hobby and Mm. not a career and a lot of people don't that's what i mean like when you're not really taught how to like create your career when you graduate beauty school and a lot of people don't have that focus for that specific like drive because they just think oh i'm gonna work at a salon and just like see what i can do Mm. and not really feel like you're being guided like I am a self-starter so I just like want and I'm you know I'm a doer so I was getting myself into all the things and doing as much as I could possibly do at the you know my entire career but at the beginning I was one of those hair sizes that was double and triple booking only because I did not want to sit in the back room and chit chat well and you probably weren't guided correctly and I wasn't guided correctly and I was you know, I wasn't allowed, quote unquote, allowed to raise my prices where I wanted them to be. So I didn't want to waste my time and money and I needed to make money. So I was not wasting my time and booking every second I could to make my own money. So, I mean. And that's sad that most hairstylists probably fall and into most, that because that's just a system. And most salons aren't paying out their stylists properly and taking advantage of them not knowing like what they should be charging for services but also being charged for like their commission and product costs and all of those things like as a business owner like we're the ones purchasing the product and yes the client is paying for their service like it is a convenience that they're using our products and it is built into the pricing But also the stylist shouldn't be taking the hit. The business is, you know, supplying all of that. And so, um, you know, I would walk away as a younger stylist with like 35 to 40% commission. Like that wasn't good. I'm doing most of the work here. You know, it's my art. It's I'm the artist and I'm putting in all of that labor of love. I mean, yes, I was at a great salon when I first started out. I am very grateful for where I started. Even from beauty school, I felt like I started at an elevated professional school and I went into a very elevated professional salon in the community. And I, you know, learned a lot, good and bad, from from my experience. But I can only speak for myself. And 
you know, when I left that salon and started doing things on my own and figuring out like how I wanted to shift and adapt and, you know, evolve, I figured out like how I wanted to treat my staff and respect them and their time and their energy and what they're putting into their work. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At at the end of the day, it's their art, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And and I think there's so many things that I, we we could dive more into, but (laughs) but we won't today. Again, part two, the the sequel. Um, You know, I, I a couple things that stood out to me was, you know, knowing your worth, you know, especially when you're starting out in, in, in that industry or, or any industry, especially as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's hard to gauge what what your self-worth is professionally, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, that's something I feel that quite a few people fall, you know, trap, trapped mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And so for you to, to you know, to, to realize that and, and to acknowledge that, that's, that's props to you because not very many people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, She's paving the way, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people are scared, and I, I know a lot of people always tell me, Betsy, you're expensive, you're expensive, but I know what I need to charge. I'm like, I'm running a business. I'm not, it's not my hobby. I'm not doing it out of my house. And I know people have professional salons in my house. That's not a dig whatsoever. Um, but I am doing this professionally in a big salon space. And it's not the client's position or job to know what we need to be charging um, because, and know all of our overhead and bills. Like, I know what I need to do at the end of the day, and that's our job. That's why we've set the prices and we've set these standards. Hashtag capitalism for the win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to America, baby. Yeah. Um, Last real, real question, then we'll go into uh-huh. some fun topics, some fun things, yeah, and we'll go, this, li- we'll go live. Yeah, this is not fun at all. Well, but, but that's why, but that's... I'm that's trying why, to fall asleep over here. Well, <laughs> but that's why, you know, it's like, okay, because I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy, so it's Yay. like the Force, there needs to be a balance in yes. the Force, the light, yeah, and the sure, dark. For sure. Um, yeah. so, so the last dark okay. question I have... Um, <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> ASMR is already starting. <laughs> Tell me something about what you do that you don't like and why. Oh, geez. Well, what I don't like. Well, I'm learning a lot about every part of my business. I don't feel like the what's not come easy to me is managing people ah okay you know go on go on i mean i am very blessed with a great staff of people but i think just like managing emotions and managing like how to keep the staff like going and you know marketing themselves because i just naturally do it for myself and for the salon and I'm constantly doing it for them, but not, I'm, I have to, I've been learning how to step away a little bit of like doing it for them and teaching them and guiding them how to do it for themselves. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there was someone we did have, um, that didn't like that I would tag them in a bunch of things for them to repost 
And um, I mean, I was taking the guesswork out of, and I still do, take a lot of the guesswork out of helping them market. Um, but they didn't want to do like, oh my gosh, you can't expect me to be on Instagram all the time and doing this. But at the end of the day, if I'm the one constantly putting someone in your chair, if you're not connecting with them, then what's the point of me putting someone in your chair? You should be attracting who you want in your chair. So I've quickly learned like, in, well, still learning, but quickly learned that it's not about what I need to do for them, but what they need to do for themselves because they're also building their own clientele and it's not just for the salon, it's for each individual. So that, I mean, I like marketing, but I think it's the the saying, the definitive <laughs> yes or no, and it's more of the no, like no, you have to do this or you know, being the leader. And, you know, it's like, the, as the old saying goes, um, you know, a fish begins to smell at the at the head. And in this case, that is not the case. Right. But on the other hand, it's sometimes you can you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. Right. And I think and it's just their experience and time, you know, learning how to just say to people nicely like hey get your shit together promote yourself don't do this just for me and in the salon but do it for you because i can't i have other things as the owner and other tasks and priorities Mm -hmm. that take precedent i can't be here holding your hand doing this like i can guide you i can give you the tools and the resources and maybe do a quick little crash course hint hint Mm -hmm. um however you know you have to do this on your own why and i think maybe the question to ask them like if you see some struggles it's like why why are you here right why are you doing this mm. you know what what is what is your main goal and focus what is what do you think your purpose here is you know and and i i feel like that would get a you get a pretty uh uh pretty decent reaction from that yeah um but yeah good so yeah, managing yeah, managing people is tough. Yeah. Like like it's it's not easy. Maybe we could do like a monthly like we checking do, in we on do our wise. We do like one on one. Oh, on our, the wise. Yeah, that was specific. Yeah, yeah that's good. We need to constantly remind ourselves, let alone your mm-hmm. whole team. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, and again, I think you leading them and leading by example. Right. You're not just telling them; you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're constantly online. I see, I see your your posts and all of your content out there. Like you're doing it. So now it's just how how does that translate to the people on your floor? Mm-hmm. You know, there. You know how 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 can they be able to maybe find their voice, find their persona? You know, and like that's through trial and error, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. All right. Now let's get into some fun things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> We are, we are off the dark train, <laughs> the dark topics train, but we do that for a reason because I feel like that that's really, that's how I get to know the, the individual, not just the surface level yeah. stuff. All right. So before we do that, we're going to go live on my YouTube channel. So are you ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we thought we were live this whole time. I know. <laughs> like, oh. oh no, no, no. that 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 would have been. I have been... to do that all over. <laughs> um, 
So we are now live. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Walter Hooper of WA Hooper Marketing, and we are uh, streaming a part, a part of our uh, season three debut of Marketing Minds Meet. And I am sitting here today with uh, two uh, business uh, pioneers here in the Gross Point community. I am sitting here with Betsy and Claire, who are part of the Lawn Next Door Salon and Spa. Ladies, say hello to everybody on the on the channel. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to just give a very give a brief overview of of the both of you, how you connected, and how the what what is the oh. Lawn Next Door? What is it? What is <laughs> it? Oh, okay. Question. Well, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> my name is Betsy. I'm the owner of the of the Lawn Next Door. Um, yeah, the whole like name of my salon came to be from my daughter when she was two I was working at um, collab salon which is also in the community of Gross Point and um, she would ask me mommy can I go to the lawn with you and I'm like oh my god that is so cute so I wrote it down in my journal I'm like that's gonna be the name of my salon one day the lawn I really really loved that um, I then found out that a uh, the salon next door to collab was actually, you know, for sale. And we decided to start talking with those salon owners and we talked for months and then I naturally, you know, moved in, was renting for them for a while to like figure out if we really wanted to be there. We got to know the building. And then I started telling my clients, I'm now at the salon next door. And that just kind of rolled off the tongue. I'm like, oh my gosh, the lawn next door. I love that. And it's got a greater meaning, not just like the neighbor now of like the next door. Like I went next door and I never talked to those people anymore. We are great neighbors. We love them. And um, we talk still. Perfect. Um, people ask us that a lot. Like, oh, how is that? It's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the lawn next door, the next door, like we're going to be a neighbor to a lot of different people and just a bigger part of a community-oriented, focused so space. Um, Claire and I met a couple years ago at a wedding, and we are actually meeting up with these ladies tonight. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, you wanna, I'll chime you in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so we have a mutual friends, and her and I had never met prior to the wedding. And this was November 20th, 2021. Yes. <laughs> at Sam and Lou's wedding. We'll name drop them. Yep. And um, she said, okay, I'm going to sit you next to so-and-so and so-and-so because I think you'll really hit it off with our friend Betsy. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, tell me about this person. She's like, she's really fun. She's really artsy. She's a hairstylist. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. I better be on my hair A game, my A hair <laughs> game when I get there. And I was doing my hair on my own. And I remember, like, it wasn't fully done. Yes. And I purposely wore a hat because I knew I'd be sitting next to a hairstylist. And I also wore the same hat. <laughs> yeah, we And I be... never wear, I, like, very rarely wear a hat. So it was, like, just really Wild. fun. Well, it was just really funny because you're like, oh my gosh, the hairstylist is wearing the hairstylist hat. Right. And then we just hit off with anything and everything that we were talking yeah. about. Dancing. We, yeah. Music. Spirituality. Art, everything. Yeah. Hair, obviously. And then art. I, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then I was telling you how I was uh, the social media manager yeah. for a couple companies at the time. You're like, oh my God, well, <laughs> I'm looking for a social media manager. Yeah. And we're like, well, the stars have aligned. Yeah. And, um, and then we like became best friends ever yeah. since. And we started doing Zoom calls like literally once like, a week. Yeah. For a, a while. Yeah. And we didn't end up, I helped you a little bit with like design and marketing, but we didn't really dive as deep into that mm -hmm. as we thought. And then when she saw all of my artwork, she asked me to design the logo for the lawn next door. And so that is my one of my creations. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the rest is history. Claire's creative. <laughs> yeah. Elena Claire creation. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Go ahead, plug it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her her logo is really cute, really cute. Your logo, our logo. our logo. <laughs> um, so I, I love it. I, lo I love the the. I see the enthusiasm. I see the yeah. It, it's all there. It's why it works. It can you, you connect it right away like the that. chemistry. The chemistry, yeah. and you wore the same hat. Like, <laughs> how crazy is that? Um, so uh. I want to, I want to know, you know, right now, you know, we're pretty much, life is kind of pretty much back to normal. You know, I think everyone's kind of, you know, the pandemic's been there, kind mm -hmm. of been there, done that. Now, you know, what, what would you say is your, what, what are some of your biggest goals and objectives for not only the remainder of the year? But also in the next five to ten years, where would you like to see the future of the lawn next door? Hmm. Well, we're diving deeper into more like co charity events and community focused um, events, not just events, but, um, you know, things that are helping our community. What what is going to help the community stay more not just tight-knit but like strengthen everybody that's surrounding us um i feel like i know a lot of people say like small business love and all of that but it is true like we do need to support each other and if and if there's always this like competitive feeling like one business to the next then we're not going to be stronger together for real um we do need to send people to other salons like i still you know, if I am getting clients calling in that I am not doing those services, I send them to collab or other salons in the area. Like I'm not going to be able to touch every single person's hair, you know? Um, and that's okay. There's enough people to go around in the world. And I think a lot of people with like the scarcity mindset of like, oh my God, that's affecting my business because they're my competitor. Like just because you're down the street from me doesn't mean that we need to compete you know, there's maybe they're not going to connect with you and maybe they will connect with me. And maybe someone who's been to the lawn, they didn't really feel comfortable there. And just because we have longer services and they want to be in and out, well, then maybe I can find you another salon to go to, you know? Um, I think just like knowing more of what the community wants and what they're looking for is going to help everybody, you know? I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, last couple questions I have. So this is for the both, obviously the both of you. Mm -hmm. um, when you are not running the lawn next door, like the boss that you are, yeah. uh, what are some of your, we'll start with you, Betsy. What are some of your 
uh, favorite pastime activities and hobbies that you enjoy? Well, I used to travel a lot. I mean, a lot. I liked to travel. Um, yesterday was my first flight from, or this past weekend was my first flight since 2019. And so, I would really like to start traveling more with my family and seeing more because I feel like Margot, I mean, she just doesn't know, that's our youngest, she doesn't know like where she's traveled to because she was so young, you know, when COVID happened. And we only did a little bit before, you know, when she was a baby. But um, we took our son like a lot of different places and he remembers a little bit, but still that was what? three years ago I mean three years is a long time for kids so that memory is like kind of fading so I really want to get back into traveling um I love the water so we go to Belle Isle Beach a lot um that is one of my family's favorite places to go and then up north and just nature really I like to be out in nature and yoga okay what kind of yoga well, lately mm-hmm. I've been going to um, ABX Redux in the Park with Christy, and she does a yin yoga every Sunday that is like deep hold stretches that I love because you're just holding those stretches for like four minutes at a time. It's intense, but just, you know, it feels good. Like, Release a lot. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, but I mean, I like other flows as well i'm not super picky but the yin has been like really helpful because i do her bar classes too so when i'm doing her bar classes i'm you know she's working out a lot of different things and then like specifically like intentionally stretching out what we had worked on that past week to hold those stretches i love that yeah nice what about you i was gonna say she pretty much named all of mine i love the water i love nature um, yoga, anything that has to do with health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge weightlifter, even though looking at me, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of my lifeline going to the gym um, and eating healthy and lessening my carbon footprint. So I'm just going to slide in there that I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very passionate about keeping up with what's going on with the climate and the environment and the well-being of animals and our people and the LGBTQ plus community and um, and I'm an artist so when I'm not working on a piece for a client I'm drawing for myself um, it's a form of meditation for me and and therapy yeah. and I'm a big advocate for mental health so anything that that applies to that okay yeah. what kind of what kind of art do you do Oh, well, she paints a lot. And you want to talk about my art? <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really cool. Oh, thank oh you. so yeah, that's another thing. I mean, not to take away from you, that's but okay. kind of hinting, not hinting, but circling back to the salon space, we have a rotating art gallery, and we're going to have Claire's art on the walls at some point. We've only been talking about it for, for a year. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, yeah. So, I mean, right now we've had four different artists on our walls. So we have one artist per season. So their art is on our walls for three months at a time. So it's always for sale. If you're ever like coming in and like, oh my God, this is beautiful. You can take it home. Um, but it stays up for the the season and then it, you know once it gets taken down whatever art that 
wants to be purchased can be purchased. Which that's very unique because a lot of the places that I've showcased my work usually like at tops at most they'll have it up for a month three months is a stretch and Mm -hmm. so that's wonderful for us local artists that's huge it's a lot of traffic and that's very appreciated yeah yeah and we're supporting other local artists in the salon too like outside of the gallery so like we're um like i touched on earlier like we don't have a lot of like hair and skincare products just sitting on our shelves um and you know literally going to waste away so we're carrying like jewelry from makers candles and um like detroit's futures female like their their um tote bags and sweatshirts we have at the salon right now so um yeah a lot of different makers and artists we want to support so it's a big part of our mission to support more people in our community look at that (laughs) look at that community driven that's what it's all about, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, last but certainly not least, um, if if there are prospective clients that want to reach out and schedule a booking, um, do you have a website? Do you have social media, phone number, email? How can how can people find you? Now is the time to plug all of the yes. things here. Thank you. Well, how 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 can they how can they do that? Yes. So I will start with, we do have a website, thelawnnextdoor.com. You can also find us on Instagram at thelawnnextdoor, which has our link tree that also directs you right to our website. Um, And then we also have our Facebook community page. So instead of spamming everybody on my personal account, on my Betsy Styles account, I've created the Lawn Next Door um, page, but also a group that you can request to be a part of so you can see our constant openings and events that are scheduled through there. So it's the Lawn Next Door Salon and Spa Community Board. Um, and then what am I? Oh, my phone number. Our phone number is 313-882-6240. And then we also have a 24-7 text line. So that is 313-362-4604. Um, we may not be active 24 7 but we will receive messages 24 7 and so we are mostly answering within our business hours back to those messages but if um you don't know like a service to choose on the website um you are more than welcome to email us hello at the lawn next or text us or give us a phone call or a dm on any of those <laughs> all right well I got to say, this has been a great kickoff to season three. I appreciate both of you being here, taking the time. Um, and well, thanks for you. Having welcome us. back to the knot for a Thank second you. time and welcome to the knot for Thank the first for time. Um, this has been, this has been great. I would love to have you back on the program and uh, talk a little bit, Thank maybe you. Go, maybe go a little bit more deeper about certain topics and things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this has been another uh, episode of Marketing Minds Meet. I'm Walter Hooper, and uh, you have been, we as, a, as an audience have been uh, listening to Betsy and Claire here and uh, tell their story. Well, not tell their story. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to refrain from using that. Yeah. Uh, we, we have been documenting their journey. That's, that's, like that's, 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 like how, that. I, that's how I like yeah. to put it. I feel like telling your story has been watered down like yeah. these last, the last yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, and uh, 
We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Walter. Thank you.